I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, we're getting into uh, some some kind of gooey areas of Doctor Who uh, with Matt's missive. I don't know why I thought gooey. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a word, and gooey was the one that popped into my head. You would think I would prepare this uh, podcast better. Like, I would have a sheet in front of me with all the things I need to say. Instead, I just press record and start talking. Um... It's always been my way. Uh, <laughs> speak camply and hope for the best. Um, anyway, Matt is up to the Time of the Angels and Flesh and Stone episodes of the uh, first Matt Smith series of Doctor Who. Um, and he says, uh, now, you know, I'm no wider than wide, a little innocent, and my mouth can be as potty themed as the next man. This is true. I've had to clean up a lot of his language <laughs> in reading this out. And he says, but my overriding memory of these episodes were the, the doctor saying bloody. It seems so tame now, but in my mind, the doctor had just sworn and I was comfortable with it. Kind of like you being unsure of Donna saying <laughs> Again, a word that's incredibly tame nowadays. I know they even put it on the socials. They spell it out. Um, the only reason I was thinking about it was because that was the name of the hard quiz book, and we had to cover it up <laughs> on the cover with like a a logo. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, uh, outside of that, of course, what a great two-parter. It expands on the background of the Weeping Angels, the idea that even the image of an angel is an angel is a masterstroke, and of course, a return appearance for River Song. Goodness me, this season has been bloody good so far. Whoops! <laughs> Some mild swears. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if this swear... When I was a kid, that was, that was enough to turn a show from an... A PG to an M. That was like a woo, a rude word. They said that only late night TV shows. They did not say that in normal TV. Normal TV shows. Normal such a <laughs> potentially pejorative word. Uh, but yeah. Oh, wow. That is such a weird memory, Matt. I love that. Um, Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. Also, the start of uh, Stephen Moffat being clever than clever cleverer than clever or smug however you want to see it but with what looked like a um you know everyone said that it was a uh 
a continuity error, but it turned out that it was actually deliberate that the doctor, you know, the jacket on, the no jacket, the whole thing coming back, all those that stuff because it turns up later. Um, so that was really interesting. Like I, I've been... And you kind of go at one point, it's like, was that planned? Was it an accident that was factored in? Because I don't know if you know this, but in Twin Peaks, um, there was an accidental reveal of someone in a mirror, uh, which only very, very, you know, eagle-eyed viewers with VCRs who've gone back and played things. And I've watched the, uh, I've watched it on Paramount, I think it's on, or it's on 10 Play, one of those. And you can barely see it even in the digital one that is like hugely, you know, they've got, it's it's not like a standard definition. Like I think they've gone back to the original film negatives and stuff. It looks amazing. But like, yeah, I don't know how people spotted that. Anyway, it's closer watching than I ever do. Uh, I just enjoy the story and I'm not one for going, oh, that's different. It's the wrong thing. They came in the door the, ba- the wrong way. I'm like, I would make a terrible director because I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it looks fine. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> on to the Vampires of Venice. Speaking of moving on, like I'm saying let's move on as a director to the next scene and now I'm saying let's move on to Matt's uh, next bit of his missive, the Vampires of Venice. Um... He says, wow, this episode looks stunning. The overseas location filming in Croatia lend this a quality rarely seen in the show. Although if I'm going to be slightly critical, it feels very white. Not in a racial sense or anything, more just the visual appearance of the episode. It feels a little flat because of it. There are also some pretty ropey green screen moments toward the end. Along with Helen McCrory, the location is the main star, but it feels like very little attention was paid to anything else. I mean, Helen McCrory, oh, R.I.P., what a glorious, glorious uh, actor. I have um, been, like, I've been looking at the TikTok late at night, uh, again, alone for three weeks. Um, <laughs> and I just keep getting, like, this is obviously the algorithm targeting me, but I just keep getting these videos of Helen McCrory reading letters. Uh, and they're amazing. She's the best. Um, but yeah, I, The Vampires of Venice, is it's fine. The only thing that kind of annoyed me was that there was the silence will fall thing and there was actual silence. And then, you know, in a year or so, we find out that silence means something else altogether. So what's with the literal silence? Why was that a thing? Like, I don't... Anyway, this is one of many things that will annoy me, uh, where Stephen Moffat sometimes feels like he's making things up as he goes along, and it's like, yeah, yeah, just forget that thing that happened that we made in that episode. It's different now. Um, Anyway, Amy's Choice, which we've done very recently on this podcast. uh, Matt says... Toby Jones in Doctor Who should have been so much more than this. It's another example of an incredible guest star being wasted in a role that's little more than a cameo when they could and should have been so much better utilised. Yes, hello, Olivia Coleman. Uh, despite trying to ask the question, which world is the real one, I don't think we're ever in any doubt. Oh, and it's also the first of many deaths for Rory, the most killed companion in Doctor Who. Not a favourite episode. I didn't mind this. Like, I kind of liked the revelation of who the Doctor was. Also, the implication that, oh, we just get Toby Jones back um, if we need to cast the next Doctor. Let's like, just, just get him in. See what he's doing. He'll be great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think from the Moffat era onwards, the stunt casting was... Uh, 
ill-served by the, uh, the the scripts that they were given. Um, and I don't know whether that was, you know, accidental or it was like people were getting cast, oh, it's a Doctor Who, and then they got the script and they're like, I've got eight lines, are you sure? Um, but, yeah, the I mean, look, sometimes it happened in the Russell T. Davis era. I mean, Sarah Lancashire had not much to do. Um uh, Felicity Kendall, that's her name from two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> she didn't have much to do. <laughs> the unicorn and the wasp. Um, anyway, why? Why do things occur to me like three weeks later? I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, on to the hungry earth and cold blood. Oh, speaking of a, a, a guest star that gets not much to do. Uh, Matt says, another classic, classic series return, this time around with the arrival of the apparently misnamed Silurians. But what have they done to them? They're more human than ever in what for the new series is possibly one of the least faithful redesigns. Gone is the third eye. Gone is the naked element. Oh, that's right. They're all nude. And gone are the mouths that look like... I am not saying that, Matthew. Um, he... <laughs> he, com- he compares them to... Kind of dolly. Uh, uh, And he says in place is an altogether more humanised look. It doesn't really work. What does work, however, is the fact that this Silurian race is largely female-led and the fact it's not a plot point in and of itself. That is good. I had never thought about that before. Um, We've become too used to male-lead races in the show and when it's the other way around, it's almost always positioned as a society where the females have risen up to overthrow the males instead of rising to power equally as here. Good stuff. Um, I do, yeah, I I did love that about it. I I think Mira Seal is completely wasted in this story. Like, she gets to be the Doctor's companion briefly, but I just am like... You know, the the character felt wildly underwritten. We're just like, oh, it's Mira Seal. We'll just send her down. She'll be fine. Because uh, she's such a great actor. I'm like, I would have loved more from her. Um, and Rory. This is the episode where Rory dies again. Um, he gets uh, sucked into the crack in time. Just, just right in there. Uh, and Amy completely forgets about him. That's devastating, really. Um, like that's kind of. I mean, I guess that him dying in the in Amy's choice was kind of maybe it was meant to be sort of foreshadowing of this moment, but it's full on. Like it's you know, we've kind of come to care for Rory since that first episode when you know he was being you know when Amy's like, no, yeah, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> And now he's been, you know, absorbed by the crack in the wall. Which, what is the crack in the wall? Like, it's many things. There's a prison in there. There's Gallifrey in there. What's in there? I don't understand. 